Hello and welcome to the Hawk Moon Visions podcast. Today we're going to discuss a topic that's really relevant to the whole vision behind Hawk Moon Visions. And the concept is from darkness to light. So sit back, relax, and get ready for a journey through life lived with purpose. Well, here we are. We find ourselves nearing the fall season as it's late in August. My name is Matt Buchanan, and this is my wife, Regina. Say hello, Regina. Hello, Regina. She's always got jokes. She's always got jokes. So we're here today to talk about the whole concept behind Hawk Moon Visions. As you know, if you've looked at the website or if you've listened to anything that we've put out before, we're both transformation life coaches as well as relationship coaches. And we've been doing this for a good few years, and we love the work that we do. So today we want to talk about the concept behind Hawk Moon Visions, and that's from darkness to light. We see in the culture nowadays, right, this whole attitude that we want to avoid suffering. You know, it's almost like everything's, people are trying to skip ahead, get past the difficult things in life. And I've heard that before, you know, like, I just don't want to waste my time when it comes to relationships or even a business endeavor or something that you want to be successful at. There's always that, right? You've heard that before with your clients. I don't want to waste my time. Exactly. Exactly. It's almost like nobody wants to experience pain. Or even, you know, a little failure to get to the success, you know. I mean, it stinks going through pain. It really does, but we can learn a lot from our sufferings. And our failures, you know. Mm -hmm. like, And this is the hidden element I feel that's missing from a lot of the coaches that are out there, from a lot of the inspirational people that are, that are out there. It's always you know, very wishy-washy and your very best self and these versions of yourself and, you know, and we have different versions of ourselves, but it just seems like it's all been really watered down, right? Yes. And, and, and the avoidance of that suffering, actually, like, when you really think about it, it prepares us for more challenges in life. Life is certainly going to do what? It's, it's always going to be up and down. You're going to have your challenges and then you're going to have your successes you know, it's it's just up and down, and you got to learn to ride the wave. And you know what? You know what else that gets looked overlooked? I think is like uh, self life is not really that fulfilling of a life. Like we all have a self, and there are layers of that self. But if we only live just for the self and only get everything we want, we learn nothing. We don't grow in wisdom. Uh, we don't grow. We don't grow in uh, intellectual prowess we don't grow in any way shape or form our relationships don't grow let's face it being married we've been married almost 27 years so give us a hand there's a lot of ups and downs we've lost people in our lives our, you know our, we've lost a parent you know this is a big one for a lot of people and 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 so we've seen the ups and downs of a relationship as well as you know what Life can dish at you because both of us, you know, listen, I won't tell her age, but I'm 51 and I'll be 52 next year. So, I, you know, we have at least a little bit of wisdom, but that self-life, it really doesn't, it really doesn't fulfill us. Like we're always at our best almost when we're giving. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to totally neglect yourself either, but get, there's just a little bit more reward when you are giving to others. And it comes out natural, doesn't it? Yeah, it's satisfaction in giving to other people. I mean, just look at natural disasters, how it just brings the best out of people. Selflessness, people throwing themselves uh, into danger to save other people. People, ordinary, everyday people become like superheroes in times like this. So 
when we only live just to fulfill the self, I really feel like that something gets neglected there. Like we actually become hollow. You know, we all have, some people are introverts. I mean, something could be said for that. I'm a bit of an introvert, you know, right? Well, you know, and two, if we don't experience uh, highs and lows, we can also become stagnant. And we won't be able to appreciate the good that does come into our life, too. You have to experience both. There, there, there's a growth that happens there. You know, hopefully you learn from your mistakes. There's wisdom that comes with it. You can't just have a flat-lined life. And you grow in compassion, too, as you experience things. Exactly. And if you don't have compassion, you're not going to be happy in life. Because how can you not experience the suffering of life and not be empathetic to another being suffering? It just, it's part, and you know what's weird? I see this as real common in the culture. At one time, across the board spiritually, to grow... It was understood that suffering was a part of the experience, that the darkness to light experience is what brings about the illumination. But now it's it's almost like we're trying with everything that we can to just avoid that type of suffering. And it's actually causing people to really fall behind. And and I see a lot of that. And now when we get to that, and, and you know what else? Success is defined differently by everyone. Some people want money, which I you know can fulfill for some. Others just want freedom. Like the van life people that we see now, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and a lot of people they're happy to give up more material things for tiny houses, for a van life, for simplicity and having more of their time to experience their family or whatever they're pursuing in life. So for one person that's a nightmare, to another person that's absolute success, you know. Exactly. So when we get into this mindset that we allow negative experiences not to be transformed into something good. Now, this is the transformation aspect of what we do. We get to a place where we're always expecting failure, and that's what finds you because you're always expecting failure. So that's another thing, too. We start to diminish our self-worth. And in relationships, what does that lead to? Selfishness. And also, you know, basically expecting to have a bad partner and because there's something wrong with you obviously and that's what a lot of people do they say what's wrong with me that i keep having these experiences something is wrong but you're not seeing your self-worth either to strive for something greater the thing that's wrong is not really from the person outside of you it's from the person inside of yourself that says and not to you know make you know uh, to take light away from victims and people who are you know victims of different types of abuse but if we, we start to say this is what we expect because there's something wrong with me, it diminishes self-worth, and then we don't, we don't find those things or fulfillment in the experiences we're having, right? Yes. And, you know, you don't want to ignore the spirit either. So whether you're rich or you're doing the van life style, in any, on any level where you're at in life, don't forget to feed the spirit your soul. To me, that's just so important. That's the self-development aspect that we were going to get to in a minute there. Um, The self is like an onion. There's not just one aspect of the self. Like One poem that really, really speaks to that is Richard Corey, and I don't have a copy of it on hand, but it basically describes this person who the old town sees as having everything they would ever want, but they were hardworking people. And when he walked by, he kind of you know, half-heartedly said good day. And they cursed, you know, they they basically cursed their life and toiled and worked. And then one night, he suddenly goes home and he puts a bullet in his head. 
And what that poem illustrates is that sometimes we can envy something in other people and they're not happy at all because they've, they've achieved something that we want, but they didn't achieve the whole onion. They didn't peel the onion back and fulfill all aspects of the self, the body, the mind, the spirit. You know, if you don't fulfill the spirit, this is something that you bring up. And listen, I know we all have differing views about what spiritual things are. But if you neglect that part of yourself, especially in our work, we, we really emphasize this. You're going to find yourself thirsting over and over and over again. Because that part of yourself reaches out for greater experiences that go beyond physical things. And it's just a part of, of being a human being. And, and we're getting to a place that people are, you know, beginning to deny that aspect of being human. And I really see, you know, we see evidence of that in the culture. Like people aren't as uh, spiritually centered. So they begin to look at other people just like stones almost. Like we don't really see them as people. We just see them as other stones walking around hardened up and not really having empathy for other people. And it takes away from our peace too. It takes away from our, our peace, love, giving. It just, I know when I'm not working on my spirit, I'm, I feel like I'm just not as good of a person. Or even transforming things from, in a mental, from a mental perspective. You know, if your mental perspective begins to diminish, then your emotional self begins to diminish. All the, if you don't take care of your health, this can even affect how much, you know, how you feel in life. If you're happy. I mean, there are things that we can neglect in our health that literally will lead us to emotional unhappiness. Everything from vitamin deficiencies to just place, basically wearing away. You know, we're not taking care of ourselves. I love my mom so much, and she always used to talk to me about the balance. <laughs> so having a balance of all of these in our life, the physical, the mental, the emotional, and the spirit, the balance, it's so important. She always tells me about the balance, and I've learned that this is a, a constant concept. Finding balance is absolutely important to also find in peace. And if you don't find that peace in all aspects of your life. Now, for some people, they enjoy being introverted. And they may not, at this point in their life, want a deep relationship or an emotional relationship with another person. That's all fine, too, for a person. We all have different paths to walk. But most of us, what do we seek? We seek to bond with another person. And this seems to be like a huge thing in this work. Like we Haven't we heard from many people that we work with in relationships? I just don't want to waste my time. Yes. But how do you know a good relationship from a bad if you've never been trodden on a little bit? Well, let's get out of the concept of we're wasting our time. Stop looking at life like that. You're in this situation. It may not be the ideal situation, but you could learn and grow from that. And that's not a waste. You, basically, you're focusing on what you perceive to be the destination when it's really all about the journey itself. Exactly. And it's and there's a lot of bumps and, and crags along the way. You know, we, we go through a lot of stuff as human beings. It's not easy to be a sentient living being, especially humans. And I'm not saying diminishing what the animals go through because it looks like a hard, hard life in nature. Oh, my gracious. But we have a unique gift of assigning meaning. And I feel like this is something that was given to us by the creator. You know, we have the same properties as the creator. You know, we have... We, we assign meaning to things, whereas I don't feel like animals necessarily do. Animals are still living the way they were thousands of years ago. They're still building, you know, little beavers are building dams and squirrels are still in trees. But humans keep on moving towards something else, not always 
you know, to our credit and often to our detriment, but that's a part of actually experience that we forget, that we're different than other beings. I love animals, but I don't like the idea, too, that somehow or another that we're waste to the planet. Because to be honest with you, the concept of not being worth anything is not found in nature, it's found in humans. So we assign meaning to things, and that, that's what may. So if we assign a negative mean, uh, aspect or meaning to a negative experience like death or breakup, we get stuck in a moment. And this is what happens to a lot of people. When something comes along in life that's like a bump in the road, they get stuck. Mm-hmm. You know, and why are so many people unhappy at Christmas, you know, and the holidays? Because someone obviously may have passed or they had a real difficult experience at that time. So now they've went and stigmatized the whole, you know, the whole experience and they're stuck there. You're never the same. Well, you know, and you brought up the point of people being depressed during those times of year. But it's winter time. I actually used to experience this. And I remember. And it wasn't really that anything bad happened. It was just, it was winter. There was no life, you know. Uh, there was no leaves on the trees. It was just dead-like. It was depressing. Now, I don't, I don't, I don't experience that anymore because I have changed my mind about it. You've assigned new meanings to it. Exactly. And you've embraced more suffering. And that's the whole concept. The hawk moon is literally the March moon. It's the moon, the March moon, when basically if you live in a place like ours where the seasons are a little more balanced, where basically we're about to enter spring, but we've been through the darkness of winter. And we've and that time is a time of rest. It's also a time of contemplation. But the whole idea behind that is something great, even an idea. We always people say, it's born A light came on. And see, I disagree with that. I honestly feel like the concept came in complete darkness before you brought it into the light. So we don't learn anything unless we're willing to embrace those dark nights of the soul type moments. You know how I like to use that terminology, you know. We don't learn anything. And an idea isn't born just like a light comes on. It actually is born intuitively, really. That's the basis of intuition. That's what intuition is. It's something you instinctively just come to even though you have no actual intellectual knowledge to that. Sometimes you just have a breakthrough, but it always comes through that darkness. And that's the concept behind the Hawk Moon Visions. And that's why I actually created that name. We grow from that. You know, when we lose someone, we see the value of other people. If we allow ourselves to change in a positive way. If not, we get stuck. And then it's hard to, you don't want to be, you know, you know what happens when you lose people. Sometimes you detach. And you don't want to get close to people anymore because, you know, you're afraid to go through that again. But then you're depressed because you're not, you're not fulfilled in relationships and other aspects of your life. So it leads to a lot of unhealthy stuff. Yes. So we're going to be right back. We're going to, we're going to finish this segment. We'll be back in just a couple of seconds. And we're going to talk about how self-development is important so that we can be available for others and how a coach comes in to kind of help you open up aspects of your life and transforms those experiences and even opens up aspects of yourself that maybe you don't always easily see. So we'll be right back. All right, so we wanted to talk briefly on self-development. And we feel that's really important, right? To work on the self. Yes. And, you know, if you're not actually, you know, all of life, and then I go with those dark nights of the soul moment, breakthrough moments, 
also there are times that we're just in complete despair life is like being on a real choppy ocean you really don't know what's going to happen next you know it's like that box of chocolates there <laughs> in the forest gump that we really don't know what we're going to get that was a great movie don't you think i love that movie the whole concept behind that movie i love because he didn't have all of the things originally that we find important and he and and all of the intellectual development that we so stress in life but yet he had like a childlike heart and because he had that heart God rewarded him everything. It's like everything went right, but then he still had his, you know, problems with Magene and all those other. But that's probably one of my favorite movies because if you really watch that movie, and I'm not a big Hollywood buff, ask my wife here. Right? No, no. But if you watch that movie, there are so many life lessons packed into that movie. That's back when movies were great art. So anyway, self development's important. We can't neglect any aspect of the self. You should take care of your health. You shouldn't allow, because your body, and I have this concept too, is not only yours to trash. And this can be a hard thing because we all want to be able to do whatever we want, right? Yes. But our bodies don't belong to us. They just belong to others in our whole life too. They belong to our children. They belong to our families. And they belong to us. So it's important. Well, the thing is too, if you're taking care of your physical self, your body, then you more likely feel good. You feel more capable to get up, you know, cook that breakfast, you know, tackle whatever comes your way. You know, feeling good physically really helps your mental and emotional state also. And your energy levels to tackle energy, everything. Yes. You know, we've noticed that, you know, just just having a little too much sugar can just drag you so into the ground and you don't realize it until after you consume it. But it's very, very important to take care of the physical self. It all ties into the, the body ties into the mind. If you're not feeling good physically, then your mind's not functioning as optimally. Everything works together. What you put in your body affects your brain. So you have to address all aspects of the self. We don't really focus heavy on uh, physical health because we feel like that's a whole nother area of coaching that we just kind of don't get involved in. But we do mention it. Because it's important to really begin to look at that aspect of the self. Because sometimes it produces a lot of unhappiness. And we, you know, of course, you, know, you should always talk to your doctor if you're going to make changes like that to your health or you're going to pursue another path. But you're always going to feel better on every other level if you start to address it, right? Well, you know, it's part of the balance. And that balance comes <laughs> in. It's part of the onion. The onion. I'll never forget years ago, I, I was working at this place and and Raphael worked there and he, he didn't speak very good English and there was a dispute at the company and this other guy he uh he brought in somebody some representative or whatever and he got everybody riled up you know and all the Spanish guys too and he looked at me he said Mateo the onion is coming the onion is coming he's trying to say union I said oh yeah and everybody's gonna be crying aren't they <laughs> <clears throat> but that onion is so important because we have to peel back layers of the self and it, and they're more complex than uh, body, mind, and spirit. We actually go into that with our coaching, and we won't go into all that today, but there are several layers to this onion that are so important for you to find fulfillment and see your role. And for us, it's always important, the spiritual side, right? Yes. And you know what? What you put into your mind also affects your physical, your spirit, your emotion. So things that you watch on TV which you listen to on the radio or or arguments oh you get into Facebook over politics. Politics will shorten your life right now, man. I'm telling you. 
Yeah, the, the silent killer, right? Stress. The stress. So what goes into your mind is really important also. And there's a battleground going on. Like if you do a lot of social media with the mental aspect of things, you really got to curb back some of that stuff or unfollow some of those pages. There are advertisers now who are already buying into artificial intelligence for ad space in your dreams. And now that sounds crazy, I know. But when you see things like Neuralink and things like that, I don't know what the future is. I'm not much of a, you know, a, a transhumanist or whatnot. I don't want to be linked up to the Neuralink and all those other things. I don't feel like it leads somewhere good. But literally, they're already looking to get space in your mind while you're sleeping. Advertise. They're putting money into that. Now, that means that there's something out there that can be in your mind while you're sleeping. And, we, you know, we're just totally unaware of these things that people are developing, looking for space in our heads. And that's scary to think about. I'm not giving up what's in my dreams. No way. But there, you know, there are people right now, as we speak, throwing dough around to get a little space in your head. So your mind matters. What you put into your mind, the stress levels. If you find something that's really, because what it is now, and I don't care what anyone says. I, you know, I love saying, I don't care what anyone says. Politics has become divisive to the point where we've allowed it into social media and these people buy ad space and space in our heads and they divide families. Sometimes you need to real, realize and step back that if it's not serving you and it's dividing you from your family, your family is more important than what's going on in politics. Your friends are more important than what's going on in politics. We've allowed these people to take too much space up in our lives. Like I said, your body doesn't belong to you, to you alone, but I know it don't belong to the government. And no. I don't even like where that's going. And we're not even going to tell you exactly what we're talking about right now. But that's where they want to go next. They want in your body, your very own decision. My body, my choice makes you lose your voice. And so we don't agree with some of that stuff. And, you know, we'll, we'll not get too into the details of that, lest we be censored from existence. But also... So the point here is just be careful what goes into your mind. Be careful what goes into your, your spirit. Your, your soul, you know, your physical, what you eat, you know, uh, working out. Just have the balance. It's a holistic approach. Yeah. And when you come to a coach that's a transformation life coach or even a spiritual life coach, I don't like to frame it that way. Uh, you know, I have this thing about selling spiritual things, and it's little by little worn on me with time. And that's why we've branched out into more transformation coaching and things like that, and life coaching and relationship coaching, because uh, I don't want, you know, I don't like to merchandise those things, but I have to stress the importance of those things. And when you come to a coach, what do we do? Sometimes there are aspects of ourselves. There's a questioning process, a process of self-examination that we walk you through. Sometimes we just don't see from the outside, you know, looking in. We just, we don't, we don't, we're not able to identify. What we do is we help you to understand and identify that. We don't want you to work with us forever. We want you to get to a place where you can actually coach someone else. Now, not that I would mind you coming around and always being a part of my experience, because I always feel good. I know you do when you see people arrive at something like a healthy relationship, a marriage. Well, I always feel good whenever I'm able to help somebody. And then I see the fruit of that. Whether it's a successful business, mm -hmm. you know, I've seen it in so many marriage. different forms. And we're very pro-marriage, too, by the way, because I really feel like um, a lot of this stuff out here with relationships is so self-oriented. What does it offer me? 
And that's not the experience that either of us had. When, when I chased my wife, I was the most unlikely person to ever be married. I was wild. And let me tell you, I won't even go into how wild I was. My lifestyle would likely have killed me. I was a young musician. I was always at festivals having a good time, uh, running around with the wrong crowd, just doing the wild thing. I didn't have any plans to ever be married. Now, I met her in church. You know, I had a point where I was like, the wild child needs to repent. I had to make some changes. And that's where I found her. But what was unusual was I had come to a place like you where I really didn't care if I was ever married or I was ever with someone. I had come to the peace of, I'm okay with being with me. And I'm happy this way right now. And for me, I had to stop focusing on having a husband, having a husband, having a husband. And I had to do that self-work. You know, I had God was showing me that he's first. And then everything else is added to you. That's where I was, too. And, and to be honest with you, I wasn't looking for that, but I was very drawn to her. Um, and it was a tough process, getting a little bit of her attention, too. But I was very drawn to her, and I didn't really fully understand what that was. And let me tell you how sure I was that, you know, I wanted to be with her the rest of my life. We met in February. I don't even think it was the beginning. And we married by mid-September. The same year. The same year. And, and I'm not saying that this is a formula that works for everybody. I know all of our lives are unique. But I had this feeling that I wanted... It's, see, relationships aren't just about you and what you want. And as long as you're always striving to do something or have something for your self-fulfillment, you're going to miss it. Because it seems like relationships are a lot of self-sacrifice for another person. Well, it's a give and take also. It's a give and take. I give you that. But that sacrifice... Yes. You know, like literally, you could be sitting at your last meal and you're going to push it towards your partner and you eat. And that's what we're talking about. Yes. Love is sacrifice. Love is giving. And it's the same with anything else we succeed at. And I almost got emotional there. So that's what that was. I'm that kind of guy, you know, where I don't really like to show my emotions. But it's the same thing with, with trying to build a successful business or any other endeavor in life. You're going to you're going to make some sacrifices, but when I met her, I wasn't thinking about myself. Now she mentioned the marriage thing in about 2 months. And we were sitting up on a mountainside. I took her up on the mountain and we were sitting off on a little cliff's edge up there, overlooking the whole valley. And I remember it was windy that day and she looked over at me with her southern accent. She said, "You ever get any thoughts of me?" <laughs> and you <laughs> Now you have to do this. <clears throat> and I was like, "What do you mean?" And I knew exactly what she meant. You can't understand what I'm saying. You can't have any thoughts of you and me. And, and, and after a while, I played, you know, I played like I didn't know what she was talking about. And I was like, listen, this is overwhelming right now. Uh, let's just put this away for right now. And I remember when we left, you know, I did the naughty. I was coming down the highway and there was all these beautiful flowers planted. I don't even think you're supposed to pick the flowers. But I remember going to the side of the road and picking some flowers for, you know, and uh, that's okay. You know, God made the flowers. It's okay if I took a few. I know that somebody else planted all those flowers. I don't even know what for. And they'll grow back. Yeah. So I got I gave her some flowers. But it wasn't very long before we were already making plans to be married. And neither one of us had any doubts in a way. I, I didn't feel like I had any doubts. We just knew. We You know, we were just together a lot. When we weren't working, we were either together and or we were on the telephone. Let me tell you something. This is when the telephone hung on the wall and you had to lay on the floor next to it type telephone, you know. We're not talking about these telephones now. Long cords. Yeah, I mean, it was another world back then, <laughs> let me tell you. 
That's a cord you could hang yourself on trying to have a conversation. Oh, no. But, and that was our experience. So, and it was a selfless thing. And that's, you know, we get sidetracked a little bit, but it was a selfless thing. I didn't want to just marry her because of how I felt or what I was going to get. I wanted to marry her so I could be Prince Charming and Lancelot. Well, not Lancelot. He's kind of a bad example. And, uh, and that's how we came together, of course. So what a coach does is we help you peel back that onion. We help you, we help you self-examine yourself, basically. Mm-hmm. And there's a process by which we begin to peel away those layers. And now we don't just do coaching. We actually have live lines, right? Yes. You know, we're trying to keep our rates doing that very low and affordable and even be available. Maybe some sales in the future because I just like connecting with people that need an ear. You know what I mean? Sometimes people just need someone to talk to. And it's not even an issue where they need a coach. They just need somebody with a little wisdom and experience to help them through one issue. So we do that as well. And, you know, you can get appointments like that. We work through Click for Advisor and, you know, at the website at hawkmoonvisions.com. It's not just about committing to a long coaching thing. It's also about just being able to talk to someone. And, right, sometimes you just need someone outside of your circle. Exactly. You know, somebody that's not... Um, necessarily involved in the situation, you know, somebody that maybe has a fresh eye. Absolutely. And somebody, sometimes there are things that I've had shared with me in live sessions with people that are really deep. And sometimes people feel shame about those things. And people just tell me everything. Gina will tell you that. I mean, don't come and meet me if you don't feel like confessing things in your life that you don't want to tell other people. Because some for some odd reason, people just drop it on me, man, you know. I mean, at grocery stores. Everywhere. everywhere. And that's that's the gift. I feel like God gave me that gift. He gave me a very strong intuition. That's why I speak about intuition. But let me cover that as well. Intuition is not some magical hoo-hoo. It's literally just a part of our mental makeup, just like a mechanic that can fix everything, but he never went to school. It's just baked in the cake. It's baked in the cake because we're made in the image of of our creator. And so we have that that higher thinking because intuition, you really can't describe it. You just you have a knowing about something or you instinctively know how to actually operate in that modality and you don't know how. So we we also want to, you know, emphasize that, but not in the sense of uh psychics and things like that we've been down that road before and i don't feel like i can serve people in that modality i really want to work with people more about what's happening in the present like and not predictions i don't like doing the prediction thing i'm really good at that kind of thing i function that way for a while as a coach but what happens is if a person dictates the terms of how we're going to operate they'll come in and like well how does this person think or feel Instead of asking the real question that should be, why don't you know? You know, and so, you know, we want to work with people to solve problems, not keep them stuck in the same place. Sometimes we have to be willing to let go of something, right? So that we can actually move forward. Exactly. And, uh, and, and so that's why we don't do that. Uh, it's, it's a part of the past of some of the things that we've done. We just feel like we can be more available. I always feel best about the work that I do with people that just deals with everyday life. When I see two people get married that I've been coaching a while. You know, like like what happened with her when she's asking me about uh, marriage. And this happens sometimes when we meet someone new. They're like, well, what is he thinking? When, when is he going to call? What's all these other things? But the problem is you also need to calm down and be in the moment. There's a mindfulness aspect, too, of a relationship where, you know, men don't naturally seek their weddings and things like that. We kind of get taught culturally to kind of come in kicking and screaming, you know, and it's an old, you know, it's kind of an old joke. 
Um, sometimes it's just about being in the moment, but you don't want to be taken advantage of either, right? Exactly. I tell my, a lot of my clients, just in, take it slow. You know, enjoy getting to know this person. There's no rush. And you don't have to put unrealistic expectations in the beginning of that, too. You know, for some people, I don't know what it is now. In all honesty, I totally feel differently about it. You have to behave a certain way to attract a certain thing. So if you're trying to attract that thing, you need to behave as if... If you want to be a wife, you need to behave as a wife would behave. And if you want to be a good husband, you need to behave as a good husband would behave. So that you bring that towards yourself instead of attracting all the deadbeats. We'll not get into that on this episode because I'm telling you, we have some good stuff on relationships, right? With all the stuff we've done as coaches and advisors, we have heard it all. So I don't want to blow everything in one episode. But we're also available daily. Listen, at the website, we have click for advisor buttons. Sometimes they'll say that we're not, you know, we're not available right now. Submit a callback request. It doesn't mean we're not available. We're available 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you put in a request... Uh, I'll respond very quickly and and let you know if it's doable. And so uh, so we operate in that way. If you're just hurting in life and you just need, you got one little problem, right, that you just can't get over. It doesn't have to be, you know, we don't operate in the way that we want you to have to commit to something. We have that option, right, that you want to go to a longer coaching type of modality with us. But we also want to be available just to, to be an ear, you know, to help you through those problems of the day to day. We just want to be able to help people. Yeah, help help them grow, help them find what we found, you know, help have a happy relationship or a successful business or whatever you're looking for in life. But we're not going to be the type of coaches you come to that don't kind of steer you towards the spiritual aspect of yourself or the whole aspect of the self because we don't really feel you can fully succeed in life unless you address all aspects of the self and learn to transform these experiences that you have that seem to be negative into gold. Exactly. So this is all we're going to do this episode. We're trying to do a little reset here. We are going to be releasing episodes regularly. You can see us at the website, hawkmoonvisions.com. This podcast is available in Spotify. It's, a, it's available in Apple Podcasts. You can find it in Anchor. You can find it in most outlets. You know, we haven't really focused on some of the minor outlets. It'll just kind of float over there. But we hope you enjoyed the show. And we hope that you you gathered something from this that might inspire you, whether you're a coach yourself or, or, or a holistic practitioner, maybe, you know, something that you can take away. But if you're someone that's just hurting, we always have an open ear, right? Yes. And we always want to be that voice of love and help you through those things. Compassionate. So until next time, you just keep on transforming those dark experiences into light. And, and realize everything is temporary, right? Yes. Don't always, don't get stuck in the moment. And we'll always be here to help you find perspective on those things if this is something that you're looking for. So until next time.